0: Have you ever come to a place in your journey where some things just no longer seem to make sense? That point when you begin to question whether the approach you've been taking is the most viable, though you know deep down in your heart that it is the right way to go. What do you do when bombarded by disappointments, loss, and failure? And what do you do when old mantras and popular phrases such as the famous statement by Winston Churchill... Never, never, never give up. No longer seems relevant, convincing, or pacifying. With me today is a very special guest, and we're going to talk about it. Join me. Welcome back to this segment of the Building According to Pattern podcast series. I am your host, Georgia A. Bryce. Thank you so much for tuning into this segment. As always, if this is your first time, you are in for a very special treat. Today, we're going to be spending some time talking at length on the topic. This one's for the fighter in you. You can find previous segments of the podcast series on the podcast page at batplc.podbean.com or on my website at batplc.com. So, as soon as you're finished listening to this segment, let me encourage you to hop on over to either the podcast page or my website page to view those archived messages. And I have about 47 segments so far. I guarantee that you're gonna find something of value in that archive. Now, I have found that no matter how balanced, focused, and determined we are, every now and again, life has a tendency of taking a chunk out of our joy and peace and of our mind. I have been disappointed many a times and then I've been devastated. It's hard, but I'm sure not foreign to describe the array of emotions that tends to awash me during those seasons of my life. There's feelings of absolute loss, numbness, at times fear, sadness, anger, and of course, resentment. I pride myself in walking in character and upholding standards. And the mission of the brand Building According to Pattern Advocates building one's life in sync with biblically-centered principles which guarantee true success. It is the story of my life. I assume then you can imagine the utter hopelessness I experience when that for which I advocate does not pan out accordingly. Even as I prepared this blog, there was an internal struggle concerning how could I really write from the heart when my heart has been broken. Just recently, I told God that I wasn't sure I could trust him anymore, that I felt I had wasted time and energy trying to do things his way, only to come up short with a short end of the stick, that this was not the first time traveling the path I believe he had laid out for me to only result in pain, anguish, and failure rather than success. Now I got no response, at least not for a while, but then I started thinking, which relationship is ever perfect? In whose life are things always the way they want it, as they want it, and who has never been disappointed, even when God was right there? I honestly could not think of one person. I considered my own earthly relationships with some of the most wonderful people a girl could ever ask for, and I realized that even they have disappointed me, and I have disappointed them at some point in time. That I have to contend with the best of what they bring to the relationship, as well as the not-so-good, and that they themselves also have to embrace my duality. When I consider the whole scheme of each relationship, time and time again, I made the decision to hold on tightly because no matter what, what it adds to my life far outweighs the failures and conflicts experienced. Then I thought about my relationship with God. What exactly could I say in this regard? Absolutely nothing. Before David, the author of the book of Psalms, became king, he was a lowly shepherd boy. Though it was a menial task, he absolutely loved it. I'd venture to say he was satisfied with taking care of sheep and shoveling sheep dung. In one day, his entire life changed when an unexpected visitor showed up at his home, summoned him from the sheep pen, and spoke a word over his life that he never in a million years could have ever imagined was, impo- was possible. He was anointed and was told that he had been chosen to become king over the nation of Israel. Following this exciting forecast, David returned to tending his sheep, but it was not long before he was summoned to the king's palace. It was at that moment that the life David knew came to an end. Suddenly he found himself thrust into a world of terror, fear, abandonment, isolation, separation, confusion, and feelings of hopelessness. The serenity and the safety of the sheep pen became a distant memory for David, and for almost 15 years he found himself on the run in fear for his life. His predecessor, King Saul, was held bent on murdering him. And for what? One simple prophetic word that said one day he would be king over Israel. For whatever reason, when I find myself faced with difficulties, especially ones that arise from me living out my faith, I can't help but think of David, how much his life was literally thrown into turmoil, not because of anything he did, but because God had a plan for his life. I think about how much he suffered, how much more, he had questions for god most importantly i think about how despite the odds he was able to maintain his faith and devotion towards god how much he fought to stay courageous and strong in the midst of difficulties how much he persevered even when it was easier giving up how much he had to overcome and in the end How he finally made it to the throne as the greatest king to ever rule the nation of Israel and to be the one individual God would dub a man after my own heart. I've always wondered what kept him going in the midst of all of this madness. I wonder, what keeps you going when everything else in your life seems to be doing its own thing or appears to have come to a standstill? What keeps you going? What keeps you standing when everything that could go wrong does? And what do you do when disappointment set in? And it seems that throwing in the towel and surrendering is about the easiest thing to do. Here to share her story with us today is my friend and my sister, Anita Johnson. Talk about a fighter. (laughs) This is it now i've seen some people press through some most some of the most challenging and almost insurmountable difficulties in life but not everyone is able to make it out with such grace such beauty and poise as this sister right here anita welcome to this segment of the building according to pattern series Today we have a great discussion that I could not think of anyone else who would be most appropriate to share this platform with today. Now, Anita is a middle school teacher who teaches science to 6th and 7th graders. She's a mom, she's a daughter, a sister, and a friend. But most importantly, she is a woman of God and a born fighter. Welcome to this segment, Anita. Amen. <laughs>
1: Glad to be here. <laughs> Good.
0: I know we are way overdue <laughs> to have this um, interview because I know I spoke to you about this like a maybe a, a year ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm very happy. But you know what? Nothing happens before the time. So I'm very happy that you could join us today. Now, just for the benefit, I know I talked a little bit about who you are, but yes. just for our audience, can you share a little bit about yourself? Well, like you
1: said, I am a mother. I have two
0: beautiful daughters. I'm a grandmother. Uh, I have
1: a four-year-old grandson. I am in the I'm going I'm doing my doctorate right now for in educational leadership and I do teach and I love what I do. Um, I love I love life. I love, just, life. I love life. I love I love what life has to bring. I love the challenges that life brings and I love what God is doing in my life. Awesome. Um, and I love the people that are around me because he always gives me his best and And I've I've grown to
0: realize that he's given me his best, always. He's always given me his best. Wow. And it's funny because in the midst of our struggles, we probably don't realize that. Right. It's when we come out of it and we look back and we see that, you know what, he had us all along. All along. So now we're talking today about this one's for the fighter in you.
1: Amen.
0: And I know a fighter when I see one because I'm a fighter myself. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So (laughs) when you hear the word fighter, what does it mean to you? To me, a fighter
1: is someone that they know what they have to do and they get and they know what they have to do and they know what's up against them and no matter what they go into it. They don't retreat. A fighter stands. A fighter is always ready for whatever comes, however it comes. The way that it comes, a fighter is always on point. Always strategizing, always looking for the way that's going to be the best for them to win whatever they're doing okay Okay. so to me a fighter is a winner whether that fighter wins or loses, they're still a winner because they
0: didn't give up so the fighter the fighter then is not so much the fighting it's the attitude it's the attitude of what they're doing yeah because when you get into something
1: you i believe that everything is everything that you get into was for you to have what's mm. for you is for you okay and i believe that god designed everybody to deal with everything that comes into their life. Mm. He's equipped everybody to deal with everything. He's given us everything that we need to deal with every issue that comes to our to us. Okay. So we have the victory. Okay. And i and to me giving up is not an option. Giving up is
0: not an it's option. It's not an option. It's not an option at all.
1: Everything is a fight. Yeah. yeah. Your whole life is a fight. That's what we do. A fight. You know, honestly,
0: there are days I believe yeah. that that's the story of my life. Yeah. That's the story of my life. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening in right now could, could yeah. attest that that's their experience. Yeah. Okay. So now I know that you have gone through some stuff. Yes. <laughs> in your few short yeah. years you've been on the earth. And, you know, we could take this in any number of directions right. because there's so many things that you've had to contend with Um. In your own personal life. But I just want you to share with us a few of the most difficult challenges you've had to walk through. What is it that kept you going? You know, I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with one or two of those things. Right. So you could go ahead and share with our audience.
1: Well, um, in 2005, after a 16-year marriage, I was divorced. Wow. Um, I... That was my life. For 16 years, I was with this man. Um, I knew him since I was 14 years old. Wow. And things happened the way they happened, and he went his way, and I went mine, and I was left with these kids, and my life had changed. It felt like somebody had taken a Persian rug and pulled it from under me, and I just fell in a hole. Wow. And that was my life for eight years, falling. I felt. I just felt like I was falling for eight for years. eight years. I just felt like I was falling, but I just, I kept I just kept pressing on I didn't know where I was going I didn't know what I was doing but giving up was not an option for me mm-hmm. I knew what I did was during that time I looked at the constants I had a job I had my kids I had money coming in so I looked at those things and that's all that I knew at that time okay. that's all I knew um I had and that was it and then um after a while, I, I knew I needed to rededicate my life and get back into church and get back to the Lord. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. what I did. That was a struggle too, but I kept pressing it and I found that if you get consistent, mm-hmm. it helps you when you're struggling. Right. You find the things that are consistent in your life and you hold on to those consistencies right. and that helps you press through because when you're going through stuff, things are unfamiliar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you find consistencies, then you can get through. So anyway, I went through the divorce and... That built some things in me and I renewed, and, uh, renewed my relationship with God and then I started working in the church and doing the things that I needed to do with that. I was struggling with my kids, went through a lot of stuff with that, but I kept pressing, kept pressing, kept going through, kept going forward. Then um, just the regular things, you have financial problems, Uh-uh-uh. you have problems on the job, you know, just regular stuff, Finan- you know, health problems, you have all those problems and that that's just regular stuff. And then last year, two thousand thirteen, um, I was diagnosed with leukemia. Wow! So here we go again, and I'm like, Lord, really? We got to do this. Can I just put my feet over the side and just kind of? <laughs> I know, I something? know. It's like it's yeah. like you get to
0: that point, something. Like, you're okay. like, okay, okay. I was just no getting ready to breathe, right? And then all of a sudden, wham! Right, I get into yeah, a yeah, card get, ball comes. I'm
1: telling you, I get into a new place and. I'm, I'm doing better, my kids are doing better, everything's everything's going great, and then the doctor says, okay, you have cancer. Wow. What? What was that like for you in that moment? Um, In that moment, I said, okay, Lord, um, I don't know what to do with this. I, literally, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't know what to do. I just broke, the only thing that kept going through my mind was, I got too much stuff to do. I can't die right now. <laughs> That's the only thing I kept thinking. So anyway, I got diagnosed with that, and I ended up.
0: Well, it was leukemia.
1: Had to go to the hospital. I spent forty days. Now, mind hospital. you, I remember
0: you telling me that it was the worst kind of leukemia that you yeah, could have. Yeah, it was. It was a bad leukemia. The reason why
1: it was the worst, it was. It was considered one of the worst, is because it's it's silent. Mm. when it attacks you don't know it's like regular symptoms mm-hmm. like maybe not flu symptoms but maybe like your blood pressure is just low or you know you you just feel real sick but what's happening actually is that you start bleeding out on the inside Oh wow so you lose oxygen and you lose you start losing your function So you're literally
0: you're literally slowly dying, I'm dying and you didn't even and know I didn't know
1: I had no idea And this is why it's so important, your relationship with God. I was under a covering Mm -hmm. in a healing ministry. Mm -hmm. And I believe because I was under that covering and I submitted to that authority, I believe that's what saved my life. Absolutely. So in doing that, I went to the doctor and he explained everything to me. And he said, if we don't get this now, you have 30 days.
0: So they told you you had 30 days to live. Yeah.
1: If you didn't come to me when we got this right now, it would have been 30 days. Your, Your time, your length of life would have been 30 days. Thirty days, and that was it. So, of course, aggressively in the hospital, forty days. Now, mind you, I'm in a doctoral program. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm studying. I'm halfway through. I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I, I don't have time to be sick. I don't have time for this. So he told me, well, what's going to happen is we have to deal with this aggressively. So we're gonna, sh- we gotta, we're gonna um, douse you with. We're gonna give you. Um, Retinol, and we're going to give you your chemo. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you that, and we're going to give you blood at the same time. Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen in this process is that your whole body is going to go down to zero with no immune system. Wow. And it's going to have to build itself back up. This right. is how the doctor explained it to me. He said, we got to go in and we got to bomb the camp. We got to kill everything. We got to kill the good things and the bad things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then your body, then we're going to let your body recuperate. Well, right. See, what they didn't tell me is that we're going to mess up your bone marrow because your bone marrow has to rejuvenate itself. Right.
0: That's painful. Right. That's very painful. So so, so you were in the hospital literally for 40 days. 40 days. I was in the hospital for 40 days. So you checked in and you could not leave until to that 40, 40 day days. Was open.
1: And then I couldn't talk to people because I was uh neutropenic. I couldn't. My blood, my, I don't know if that's the correct word, but everything was just, my immune system was open. Mm-hmm. Neutropenic. I think that's the correct word. Mm-hmm. But my immune system was open. So I couldn't. I couldn't go nowhere. I couldn't do anything. So I'm in the hospital and I just, I couldn't go to work. I didn't have any money coming in. I just couldn't do anything. My mom came from, you know, up the road to see me. My daughter was taking care of me and it was just me and my daughter. Wow. And again, I'm going to say my church family I don't know they, what I they, stepped up. they were there. Wow. They were there. They stepped up and they were there. So during this time, I'm still going to school. I told I asked the doctor, I said, can I bring my laptop? I need my laptop. I need because I'm in school. I, I can't I can't finish. I can't stop this. I have to finish because the thing was there's a vision for my life. Leukemia has to line up with the vision. Mm. The vision does not line mm. up with leukemia. Mm. Mm. It doesn't
0: do that. That's not the plan. So then the vision doesn't change just because leukemia no. showed up. So I remember um, coming into the hospital uh, one time to visit you. And there you had your books and your, books? your, your, yes. your, your pencil, your pen, yes. your computer. Yes. And you were doing schoolwork yes. while being treated for cancer. Yes, yes.
1: It wasn't an option. Giving up wasn't an option for me. I had breath in my body and my fingers could still type. And that's all that, that's all you needed right at that time. That's it. That wasn't an option for me. I was in pain. I can remember getting on the phone and calling pastor and telling pastor I'm in pain. And he says, I'm sending out prayers right now. Mm -hmm. And the intercessors would pray and he would text me back. He would say, everybody's praying now. And I said, well, pastor, the pain is subsiding. Mm. So my family, my church family, my connection was so important at that time. It was so important. But I couldn't I couldn't stop. I had to keep
0: doing what I had to do. You had to keep going. I had to. So here you are in the process of still recovering from that divorce, yes. finally finding your footing, yes. getting everything together, and then, bam, something else comes okay. and knocks you over yeah. to take your life. Yeah, to take me out. But you had something that kept your focus that, in spite of all that was coming at you, you had something to fight for. You had something to live for. And I think a lot of times that's the thing that most people are missing. People yes. who go into depression, people who end up committing suicide or they have suicidal ideation is that they don't have that thing. They can't see something right. in the future to keep them going. So so, so. with that being said, I want you to talk a little bit about the power of knowing, because I know that's something you've always said to yes. me, how knowledge is incredible. Yes,
1: Information is so important. I was just saying earlier today, if I would have had information, I wouldn't be divorced right now. Mm, I, wouldn't wow. be, I wouldn't be divorced. Information was the key. I didn't have the information that I have now. I didn't have the understanding that I have now about marriage, about personalities, about what marriage, the purpose of marriage, if we don't understand the purpose of things. We will either misuse, abuse, or overuse it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if we don't get that information in the right way, in a timely manner, mm-hmm. put ourselves in the right environment to get it because we want our own things the way we want it. Right. Then we will miss it. Right. And we we'll miss what God has because everything becomes, it's all about me. Right. And it's not, it's not like that. Right. So just like with leukemia, I had information with that. Right. I had the word of God. I was girded up in the truth. I understood what it what was going on. But I also understood that this wasn't unto death. Right. I understood that I understood that God is in control. Even though I have leukemia, God is still in control. That same God that healed that would, that same God that, um, that took care of all my problems before, when I didn't have no money, when I was, um, when my rent wasn't paid, Mm -hmm. when um, I was going through my divorce, Mm -hmm. that was the same Mm God in the hospital with me, talking to those doctors, dealing with those doctors, and was gonna heal me. Right. He didn't change. Right. Just because I had leukemia, God, the didn't, control of God didn't change. Absolutely, absolutely, it didn't change. Absolutely. So the truth, the truth. We these things are true. It was true. I had leukemia. It was true. I got a divorce. Those things are true. But the truth is, God is still in control of everything. Right. And I have to. You got to submit to the process. Right. Yeah. Right. So,
0: so if I'm understanding what you're saying, then is what caught what enables you to be able to fight in the midst of. The turmoil, in the midst of the disappointment, in the midst of those curveballs coming. Because that's one thing you will never, as long as we're alive, we'll never be able to avoid curveballs. We'll never be able to avoid the vicissitudes of life. That's just it. As long as you're alive and you got birth, you're going to go through something. But the thing that I'm hearing you're saying that is going to keep you going in spite of what comes is... Having a vision Mm -hmm. or having something inside that keeps you going no matter what. And also having information. Information. And it's more than just information because we're exposed to tons of information every day. But do you apply it? But revelational knowledge that you can apply to yourself. Because if you don't know, you'll throw in a towel. Right. When the problems come, like you're saying, in your marriage, you walked away because you didn't know that you could have fought. That you could have stayed. I didn't know. You never had that information to arm you. When the problem came now with leukemia, you were able to stand and fight even though you were facing a life and death situation right. because you knew what the word of God said. Right.
1: I had in my room the word God is in control, and he gave me a revelation about that because it was up all over my room. God is in control. And then I said, you know, we use that as a um, a cliche. Yes. We say God is in control. But he told me with that, he said, people say God is in control, but they don't understand When it's not right, I'm in control. When it is right, I'm in control. I'm in control in season. I'm in control out of of season. season. I'm in control all the time. Uh So even when you was sitting there and they said you have leukemia, I'm still in control of that. It's all working for your good no matter what. But my job in that whole process, Georgia, was to have faith in him Uh, and in his word. uh 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 And what keeps me going is in me not to give up. That's Uh in me. But what keeps me going even more is that the truth keeps me going. Absolutely. Now that I have the information of what it really is, I'm not a quitter by nature. Right. You understand? But the attitude of not quitting is another story. I cannot be a quitter, but if I don't have the right kind of attitude about it, then I could get puffed up and believe that it was just me. Right. So what God has done for me is he's given me truth. Yes. And where's my truth come from? It comes from the word. Yes. So the more I build my relationship with him and come in closer intimacy Mm -hmm. with God, my confidence in his word, regardless of what everything else looks like, my confidence is in the
0: truth and the word of God. Wow. Yeah, that is powerful. So now what advice could you give to someone right now who is faced with the fight of his or her life? They, they, they just want to walk away. They just want to throw in a the towel. They just want to, you know, especially for young believers like uh, young, young Christians who, they're doing things God's way. Right. And it just seems like you're doing things God's way and it's taking forever to happen. And you look around and you see other people who are just doing their own thing and, and life is just happening for them. What, what, what could you say to that person right now to, to encourage them to stir up that fighter in them, to keep going?
1: remain consistent. Remain. If you are, if you have a relationship with God, if you're out there, and you have a relationship with God, know that that is the constant in your life. It is the thing that's going to, even if you don't understand it, just do what it tells you to do. Mm -hmm. If you know that you, if you know that praying and worshiping is what God is requiring of you, you do that and you do it with fervorcy. You do it with everything that's in you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't even matter what it feels like. And that's the other thing. Don't get caught up in how it feels. Mm-hmm. It's not going to feel right. Right. Because you are flesh. Yeah. You are a it's body. Gonna hurt. It's going to hurt. Those things are going to happen, but it's a part of the process. You have to submit to what's going on. Do not fight the grace of God. That's working. You can't do that. Don't fret Frustrate his grace, right? Move in his grace, right? You know, and that's what I I just believe. You have to remain consistent. You have to get the information. You have to, you got to open up your mouth and you got to deal with your realities, right? You got to deal with your realities. If you don't deal with the fact that, okay, this thing hurt me. I'm upset about it. You said it earlier. Mm -hmm. You told God. Um, I'm not talking right now. Yeah. That ain't going lie. and that's what it is. it doesn't it doesn't minimize your relationship mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't minimize who you are. It's like, "Oh my gosh, she said she wasn't talking to God." Okay, you're flesh. And that's how that's mm-hmm. the way it feels, but you know at the end of the day, when mm-hmm. all this is said and done, you got to go, you know, go right back gotta to that back source. To, you got to go back to him. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to remain consistent in what you're doing. Consistency is the key. And be persistent about whatever it is. Don't don't take if you know that you if you know that this, what is in front of you is not what God has planned for you, then don't settle for that. Yeah. Keep pressing through that until you get to where you believe God wants you to be. Absolutely. You press and you keep pressing Absolutely. and you keep pressing and yeah. you may have to keep pressing for the rest of your life, but you got to keep going Yeah. because we were, we were created to fight. Right. We were created right. to do that.
0: Yeah. We were never created to walk never, away from anything. Never.
1: He says fight
0: the good fight of faith. Mm-hmm. That's what the word says. That's true. So that tells me that you created me to fight. So everything that you need is in you to get everything. you through whatever it is that you're going to be faced with in this life. It's so amazing that our time is already winding down. And um, there's so much more that we could talk about. I hope I'll have the opportunity to bring you back in mm-hmm. on another one of our segments. But that is just uh, Miss Anita Johnson for you, just encouraging us to never give up. Never give up the fight, no matter what it is. And, and sometimes it gets tough. Believe me when I say I know, because every person has his or her own thing that you're going through. But the one thing that you have to know is that winners never quit. And if you quit, you'll never win.
1: That's right.
0: Can you just say a brief prayer for us, for those, for those people right now who might be faced with a challenge?
1: Lord, we just thank you today or tonight, wherever we are in the world, Lord God. We just thank you that you are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end, Lord God. You are, Lord God, the author and the finisher of our faith, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you have created us to win. You have created us to have victory. And if there's anyone out there right now, Lord God, that doesn't understand who you are, I pray right now that they, Lord God, begin to just seek your face, just Fall on their knees and just talk to you and cry out to you right now, Lord God, that they want to be victorious and then they want to be a winner and a fighter because you have created them for success, Lord God. And I thank you right now. I thank you for every listening ear. I thank you, Lord God, for anyone that is tuned in right now, Lord God. I just pray, Father God, that you bless them and you keep them, Lord God, in your word. Keep them in your promises, Lord God, that they will not get up, give up. They will persevere. They will press toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus, and they will begin to lay aside every unnecessary weight that so easily beset them, and they will continue to run this race, Lord God, and and run and persevere through all things and all challenges because we can do all things through you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen, amen. Thank you so much once again, Anita, for joining me on this segment of the Building According to Pattern podcast series. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for also tuning into this segment. It's always a pleasure having your listenership and your support. And my prayer is that our relationship will continue this way. It will remain this way. Now highlights from this segment will be available in the upcoming blog that will be accessible on the website and that address is batpllc.com If you go to the blog tab you will find the latest blog it's going to be dubbed This One's for the Fighter in You The archived podcast segments and blogs all of them are available on my website And I just gave you that address for both your listening and your viewing pleasure. And I would strongly encourage you to go on the website to access the podcast messages there. I guarantee you there's going to be something in one of those 48 segments now that you're going to find that it's going to be helpful in your journey. That you will find some answers or some solutions, whatever it is that you might be going through. You are going to, you're guaranteed to find some answer there. Let me encourage you to also leave some feedback on the podcast page or on my website, if this message that you're listening to know has challenged you in any way, or it has blessed you in any way, we want to hear from you. Again, that podcast page address is B-A-T-P-L-L-C dot podbean dot com. And if you want to go the old-fashioned road, please feel free to send me an email. That email address is info, I-N-F-O, at com. We've come to the end of today's segment. As always, this is your host, Georgia A. Bryce, tuning out. Until we meet again, stay blessed, be blessed, and take care. Bye.